What is with all the abandonment that's going on? Well, I know why Matt, but you were out last week. Pete's yeah. out, out this week. Yeah. Uh, huh. uh, your turn next week, I guess. <gasps> so you don't want me to be on the show no, no, next I'm week? I'm saying if you, if you would like to take a vacation, next week would be the optimal time to do so. I don't you get, foresee... Because you get no other opportunities. <laughs> you have no idea, especially with the shit that's going on at my work right now. Not for the foreseeable future. Movies, TV, Blu-rays. If somehow you're consuming it on the screen with your eyes, then you'll hear it on Scene and Nerd. Here are the hosts of Scene and Nerd, Casey, Pete, and Matt, with a little help from Casey Franco. And third here too. Proudly brought to you by GWW Radio. Hey everybody, and welcome to Scene and Nerd. Uh, I am not pacing Pete. Uh, I am Casey Franco. Pacing Pete has given me the car keys, so naturally, let's go for a joyride. Uh, I am joined by my co-host, Sarah Belmont. Say hello. Hi, guys. Thanks for prompting me there. Yeah. Like, like I wouldn't know, like, you should first say hello when you start. Yeah. Well, I know, but without Pete here, I I didn't have the chance to go on for too long. Right, okay. True, true. But one more, one, I just want to make one point. There's nothing natural about you hosting the show, but carry on. Trust me. It feels very unnatural for me. I know, man, in my alleyway. (laughs) I agree with your sentiment. All right. Uh, Joining us on the show today is Casey Walsh. Say hello, better Casey. Uh, (laughs) Even a better intro. Awesome. <laughs> it's the return. And copyright infringement. I'm back, bitches. What's up? <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, hopefully we have less expletives this time. <laughs> Probably not. I wouldn't count on it. Do you, uh, you just start with an expletive? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? I guess you're right. Uh, <laughs> start off gonna start the case of the Walsh uh, over the line timer (laughs) first infraction is right and then lastly joining us is uh, a person I just met and I'm sure to be a good friend of mine eventually uh, Agasicles how are you sir boom (laughs) doing good doing good (laughs) well that's awesome sauce welcome to the show everyone Uh, before we get underway I want to talk about a giveaway that was started on last week's show we are extending it by another week. Uh, if you don't know, we're giving away a graphic t-shirt of Freddy Krueger courtesy of RIPT Apparel. Uh, all you have to do to win is to retweet any tweet with the show link on it and reply to that same tweet with the answer to this question. How did Freddy Krueger originally die? Uh, personally, I don't know because I, I suck at movie trivia. Uh, but if you guys know, you can tweet at us and we'll Google it and then you might win a shirt. Uh, Am I allowed to win the shirt? No, probably. No. no. Oh. What about family or relatives? <laughs> you should have your daughter tweet it. <laughs> we got. We can't track that. <laughs> done and done. <laughs> Don't give him ideas. Sorry, sorry. Uh, all right. First up, guys, uh, we need to talk about that new Star Wars trailer, which I know you guys saw. Uh, go ahead and get your get your your cheers and your screams out now. I I uh, this is the time for that. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> what did you guys think about it? Are you excited for the new movie? Okay. Well. 
I, I'm not excited at all. <laughs> I need to I need to bring it up and just have it go. We'll just go frame by frame on it, I guess. Sarah, what do you think of it? Sarah, you didn't see it, did you? No, I did watch the trailer. Oh, okay, I was gonna say that would be like a record. It's no wait, Jay. Okay, so last night we had our podcast and we had Jay uh, Jay Rich on, and he writes. Uh, some video game stuff for the site, uh, the GWW.com, by the way. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, he has not seen anything from the force awakens, like not Ooh. costume designs, not trailers, not pictures, nothing. He's kind of, you live in mess. Alaska too. <laughs> well, Jay, Jay takes my off the grid approach to like not wanting all this kind of stuff spoiled. I mean, he, like I, I take it pretty far, but Jay takes it like to the next step. Yeah, he's like a Very, purist. Very I respect the game and I understand it. I've played. <laughs> haven't on. played this time, but I've played. Well, I, mean, I want to like steal his like brain when he's like about to go right the second before he's about to go see Star Wars because I bet that's going to be such a different experience for him than it is for any, any of us, anyone else. Right. 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 I, I feel like he might even be able to get away with, with watching it anyway just because the trailer didn't really give all that much away about the story, just some of the that's characters. That's I told him, but he didn't yeah. fucking trust me. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh so what do we think about this uh this bad guy? I wanted to ask you guys, what's up with this like Vader worship going on here? Well, Casey, if you guys had video like we do on my podcast, you would see <laughs> that I actually had a prop I brought with me to the, for the show tonight, but nobody <laughs> can see it. <laughs> He's a badass, man. He's a super badass. I know I remember when that first trailer came out, uh everyone was all up in arms about that cross saber. Uh, and it oh, turned yeah, out to be the prop I have, by the way. To, oh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and now that's kind of gone away. It was just exhaust ports was how it was explained to me. And, and I haven't heard anything about it. Do you think that the hype train is going to wear off or will it just gradually ramp up until society explodes? And then the star Wars movie comes out. And, uh, yeah. I, the disappointing thing about what's going on around the trailer. And, and I guess it'll be the trend as we lead up to the release is, uh, and maybe I'm being maybe it's a little too much revisionist history, but it seems like in the past, like Star Wars fans have always been characterized by how cool they are, and right. how you know in a, in 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 a world that's that's in a fantastical world universe that's built around you know diversity and acceptance and inclusion, mm-hmm. um, you know you know and, and Star Trek is kind of theoretically done in a similar way. Um, there's a there's a lot of stupidity going on around. Um, you know, yes, the, the movie now. Yeah, that's right. Really sad. Uh, does someone else who knows the controversy a little bit better want to explain it? If not, I can take a crack at it. I know that uh, people are are boycotting the movie because of of what is it like? <laughs> like, I don't even know. It's like anti-white or something, or so it's been said. Which, I, I, I I don't know the controversy perfectly um, because like jay I, I try and this i'm definitely in the window where i try and like peel back away from this stuff right and not get too close to it um i guess i think i'm not positive i, I thought this went on and therefore i felt that it went on and therefore <laughs> this is how i've reacted to it i think there was some stupidity around um re- i thought there was something stupidity around the the, the african-american guy um wielding a lightsaber in the trailer oh I, I, I don't know if that's accurate or not, but it seemed like that was going on. Uh, no, I think we're, we sound like dummies. We should really look this up. <laughs> um, I think the controversy is that the 
they're like forcing a a black character as a star and they're like uh forcing like multiculturalism into star wars when it was never like that before right uh, i it could be it's hard to draw the line between forcing uh multiculturalism and then just including multiculturalism I can't really see how they're forcing the black. It's a fucking universe with aliens. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like I don't understand. Like, Whoa. <laughs> oh my god. Whoa, and a it, black guy. I know. Like, <laughs> in, and in the in the in the first three movies, the oh, black guy was the coolest character. Exactly. Right. So I don't under like I don't. This is this is just crazy white people. Well, th- black well, guy. This is, <laughs> black this guy. Is what- I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, well, I was just got black guy voices Darth Vader, George Lucas married to a black <laughs> woman. Like, <laughs> well, I was gonna say what, what what's funny about that character is to me was <laughs> I'm gonna be careful how far I take this. No, nobody seemed to have a problem when that brother was just running around and fucking sweaty all the time, right? <laughs> Everybody was like, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden he pops up and he's got a lightsaber. They're now, like, whoa, wait a minute. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh man, someone needs to comb the desert. We ain't found shit. Let me let me go ahead. Let me go ahead and beat Casey to the uh, to the going over the line and put that a little more colloquially. So everybody was fine while that dude was running around looking like he was fucking pink and cotton and sweating all the time. As soon as he showed up with a lightsaber and he looked like he could whoop a couple of white people's ass, right. Then all of a sudden it became a problem. Whoa. Oh, wait a minute. Man, I love it when you get all black and gas <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I, I very, 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 very rarely go there, but I felt in this case it was appropriate. I, I, I feel like you're on you know, something I, there. I, I, I don't even see what the problem is with that scene. I thought it was a cool scene. I thought that he... I, I've drawn a blank on the actor's name, but I thought he portrayed like the look of fear. John Boyega. John Boyega. Oh my God! You you are a co-host on an entertainment podcast. <laughs> I was just told to host uh, half an hour ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can't you can't fire him, Casey. Right, <laughs> you're right. Because if I hang up, all you get. This I thought he was a good. I thought he was a good actor in that scene. I I thought in just one look he portrayed like the exact character that they were going for. So, if anything, it made me more excited for the film. I, I would say the, the concern I had when he did show up um, wielding a lightsaber, uh, and I think and I think the scene was him squaring off against this, this new Sith. Was it? Is that correct? Uh, I don't know Kylo. if they call him Sith anymore, but but that's essentially what he is. Yeah. Okay. They haven't. I, con- the- I don't know if they've confirmed that he's a Sith. Like he's obviously not a master because. Like the lightsaber is all funky. Like you can even see it in the shot. Like it's like it looks like a the beam from a from a Ghostbusters. <laughs> right. Like it's people like moving around. I think the idea is like he is a like he's a fanboy of like Darth Vader. That's also so he's trying. He's. Trying, I don't know if he they've actually he's actually a Sith. Yeah. I know he's part of the Knights okay. of Ren, which is like a thing. Sorry. Okay. Too so much you're, information. You're, yeah, yes, yeah, so you're 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 going too far, Star Wars nerd. I mean, I'm parsing the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a dude who likes to watch the movies. <laughs> awesome. When, when, when I when I when I saw him, whether he squared off against that or whatever, when I saw him wielding a lightsaber, he just to me he moved into the radar circle of where he might get killed off. Um, so that concerned me a little bit. Um, I thought while he was, you know, the trailers before he has looked to me more like. Um, you know, like a swashbuckler, kind of like a Han Solo type, maybe. Um, n- not built in that kind of charismatic vein, but but like a smuggler or some mm-hmm. other kind of adventure. And I thought, oh, well, he'll, he'll be fine. But when he popped up with the lights... If anyone's uh, dying in this movie, it's the other smuggler. 
Ray? I'm talking Is that about what you're about saying, Casey? No, Harrison Ford. Oh, okay. Because I was saying Ray, who's the female lead. Um, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. But I, I, I said Ray in response because um, a few, I want to say a few months ago, they released an announcement that they were casting a lead actress for episode eight, which is weird because I thought we already had a lead actress for this um, this trilogy with Ray and um, Daisy... I forgot her last name. Um, so that's why my mind went there. Maybe they're doing uh, <laughs> like a current season of Arrested Development thing where each episode centers around one or uh, or a couple other characters. Yeah, but Finn is in the next one. Yeah, well, may- maybe this one John is like his, his, his origin story and then maybe the next one is more in-depth on what she does. See, it- maybe she gets frozen in carbonite. <laughs> yeah. I hope they bring back Jabba or like Jabba's kid. That would make my day. Hey, hey Casey, since, since you're on, I won't get too comic booky, but do, do you have any idea whether or not this movie ties into the uh, Shattered Empire comics that just wrapped up? Yeah. Uh, yes. So in that book, that that is basically the story of Poe Dameron's parents. That's that's really the only way it ties in. I haven't finished it, okay. but uh, it's it's it, that takes place literally right after right, right after. Return of, uh, Return of the Jedi, so it's still like twenty or four, like thirty years before right. this movie takes place. So, okay. but yeah, it's basically this, the story of Poe's parents, which is a weird name. Who names their kid Poe? <laughs> uh, the Allens, the Edgar Allens. <laughs> uh, no, that wouldn't be right. Uh, let's let's see. Uh, are you guys going to pre-order tickets, or have you pre-ordered tickets already? No, no. Uh, I am in that movie. same boat. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to be not part going of anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, and it's not like it's not going to show 30 times a day for like two years. So, like, if I lived in like San Diego or San Francisco or something like that, I would probably pre-order. But I, I live in a small enough state that I'm sure I'll be able to go find a theater where I can go see it on a Saturday yeah. or Sunday night. And yeah, I'm also the type of person like you could tell me the whole plot of the movie, all the spoilers right now, and I wouldn't be like upset about it. It's not gonna ruin uh, my day. Sir, I would have fallen off on my stool if you would have told me you were pre-ordering tickets in, in Alaska. I know, right? Like I don't even understand what that concept is. Never done it. It's like I've heard of this thing called an IMAX. Like what? The <laughs> joke. Anyway, move on, Casey. <laughs> right. I thought every I thought everything was bigger in Alaska. No, should be. You guys are bigger than Texas. All right. So I think you guys are all in on Star Wars. I think we're all in agreement there. All right. Next trailer. Have you guys seen the Jessica Jones trailer? No. No. Sarah has. But not. I'm I'm very excited for it. I just this week I've been doing other things and um, I guess I'm kind of taking. Um, Jay's route and trying to get be surprised by this series um, rather than know everything. And I already know enough, so I know that the premise is so, but I don't want to see it at this point, no. I saw it. (laughs) Casey, what'd you think of it? Are you excited? Uh, Yeah, I'm super excited. I I think it looks fantastic. It looks super, really dark. Uh, I love uh, the way they're kind of teasing David Tennant's character, the purple man. I just wish he was purple. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I think Jessica Jones is a cool character that's hard to get right, and it looks like, for the most part, they they nailed it. So um, 
I, I don't think it's going to be what people expect. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if they necessarily captured the the full range of the darkness with that Netflix trailer, but it seems like they got decently close. Oh, uh, when you see people, when you see a like a row of people like hanging themselves right in front of her, mm-hmm. that's pretty. It's pretty dark. That's, you're not going to get away with that on like uh, ABC, <laughs> right? Right. I got uh, I got jazzed uh, from the uh, Luke Cage uh, appearances, so. <laughs> that is good. I'm excited for that movie as well. Uh, uh, show or that show, show. as well. Sorry, show. reading okay. and talking. Uh, well, you know, although I just you know, in Casey and I, the other Casey and I have been going back and forth about this for a good part of the day. I don't, I, I haven't read those comics, so I just don't know what, like the allure of Jessica Jones is. Right. But, uh, but maybe that's okay. It, it to me, it seems like um, it's one of those things that that is a cool thing that's just not like central to like what the rest of the Marvel universe is. Mm. And that, and that certain people have, have, you know, grasped onto that or attached themselves to it. And, and that's cool. Cause I have, you know, I, I'm a big moon Knight fan and like, I, I'm sure there are people who go, well, who the hell is moon Knight? So, <laughs> so it's cool that a character like moon that Knight. is getting, who the hell is moon Knight? <laughs> yeah. Uh, moon Knight's a tit. <laughs> Love them. Yeah, it definitely seems like uh, comic book movies are moving a little bit darker, at least in the online streaming stuff. Do you guys think that Daredevil had anything to do with that? Uh, or if this was in the works beforehand, if it even had anything to do with it? Well, I think when you're, sh- you're having a shared universe, that you have one movie sets the tone or one show sets the tone. So with the Iron Man, that set the tone for the movie universe. And I think Daredevil set the tone with uh, with the with the Netflix universe, so it it it, it does have to react, remain kind of re- remain in that darkness. Um, and I think that's why they're having a lot of trouble with the Iron Fist show, which is the rumor that they're they're made, thinking about scrapping it because they can't figure it out because Iron Fist typically isn't this dark like brooding character like uh, like Jessica Jones and uh, and and Daredevil can be. Yeah, let's see. That's that's weird to me because that's exactly how I mean. I don't know. That's exactly how I think of, of of Iron Fist. I mean, the guys, you know, the guys' parents were killed. Blah blah blah. Um, but I guess to to me, I guess the net the Netflix corner of the MCU is becoming that Marvel Knights piece, um, and it seems like they're they're building that out thematically, and that and that theme centers around just kind of a you know a, a darker, more kind of ground level tone where you are. You know, whereas the Avengers are constantly flying amongst the skyscrapers, you know, the Marvel Knights kind of characters are always, you know, down looking up at the skyscrapers. Spider-Man being the exception, if he <laughs> sometimes gets pulled in with them. But um, so, so I, so I dig it. The the look of the Jessica Jones trailer was neat. I guess what um what 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 called out to me though was that it looks like Daredevil, which is appropriate. It just. Mm. So, wasn't the Netflix series and the deal with Marvel, wasn't it pitched that they were going to do Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and then, to cap it all off, have a Defender season, too? And so that's where this is all leading to the Defenders? Or at least that was my understanding. I think that was pitched. Um, I, I'm not, I, I was never crazy about the, the Defenders concept because... At least the iteration of the defenders that I am familiar with—that is not what they were. Um, <laughs> you know, not even close. I, no. I don't think there's Although, any one character that shares like the same 
on that on that team. But yeah, I mean that was you're right, Sarah. That was the initial plan. I don't think that's the plan anymore. Um, I think they are going to mm-hmm. go to a defenders uh, mini series because I mean mm-hmm. Daredevil or yeah Daredevil does set up this storybook line called uh, oh my god I'm forgetting it now Shadowland, uh, right. which is this giant mega crossover with demons and the hand and and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, and that's basically with that whole season kind of set up with them putting that building in that one spot and bringing those kids over or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that it, that is the plan, but I think they're taking their time with it, and I don't think they're gonna uh, bust it out as fast as they thought they were going to. Because we're already getting a Daredevil season two, and I don't think that was in their their initial plan. I think their plan was kind of knock out these four characters and then do the Defenders movie and then do a season two. Right. Kind of like Marvel is doing with the face stuff. But I think that they, the TV is now a whole different entity. So I think they're just going to keep striking where the iron's hot. So I think yeah. if Jessica Jones is a success, we'll get another season of Jessica Jones that maybe prolongs the, the Defenders thing. Mm-hmm. And from what I've heard, that would be okay with me. Uh, all right. Sounds like we're all excited for Jessica Jones as well. Now, uh, let's talk about some new movies coming out. Uh, coming out... Uh, there is The Last Witch Hunter, which has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 17%. That is the new uh, Vin Diesel movie. Oh, man. I thought that was going to be his Oscar piece. Right? <laughs> this was his big break, too. It doesn't sound like it's gone well. Uh, so he's a perfect Black Bolt, because he just won't have to talk the whole time. <laughs> he should just stick to, there stick, mean. To, stick to Groot. Uh, let's see. Steve Jobs is coming in at 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. That one looks all right. With Fus Binder. Uh, we got the new Paranormal Activity, The Ghost Dimension, coming in at 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, surprise, that series, I thought it was doing pretty well. Uh, Rock the Cash Ball also comes in at 10% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is also kind of sad because that's Ooh. the Bill Murray, Zoe Deschanel uh, collaboration. I, I had high hopes for that one, like legitimate high hopes. I can't stand Zoe Deschanel. Really? That is an unpopular Oh my god! Especially when she starts singing. Oh, I want to just fucking rip my ears off. <laughs> so <laughs> she's the worst. I I enjoy New Girl, uh, but I have a friend the other day who I was talking to said he saw her at a music concert and said she was a little bit stand- standoffish. Uh, hmm. So you are not alone in that. She just she does. She just seems like like I'm cute, but I'm too good for everybody in the room. That so is she just puts that out. That's you know almost I mean? exactly how he described her. <laughs> that yeah. is so okay. interesting. Nailed it. All right, well. well don't expect right. she's not coming on the podcast anytime soon. Sorry, no, guys. No, that's fine. Maybe we can get Megan Fox on here, though. <laughs> yeah, she's probably available. Right. When's, well, the, when's the next Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie? <laughs> Hopefully soon. Uh, and then finally, there's Jim and the Holograms coming in at 26%. Don't ask me what this is about. Uh, unless one of the Holograms is Tupac, I'm probably not going to see it. Uh, as for new Blu-rays... <laughs> All right. As for new Blu-rays coming out, uh, there is Max, The Gift, Pixels, and Southpaw. Uh, those are all out this week. Go see them. Uh, Wait, didn't Jurassic World? Mm, perhaps, yeah. but it is not on the. It is not on the script. Yeah, I bought it. It was fantastic. Everyone should go watch that movie. Oh my god, the last ten minutes of that movie may be the best. 10 minutes of film that's been in the past 10 years. I've heard that. No, not joking. It's so fucking good. I watch it with my four-year-old, too. Does a, so. does a meteor strike Earth and kill everyone? No, but it's, it is magical. I'll tell you that. <laughs> my, the 10-year-old boy in my, uh, inside me was just dying uh, to, to get out and, and fucking 
and, and rewatch Jurassic Park all over again. It was amazing. <laughs> I'm going to cry. <laughs> well, don't do that. All right. So uh, Jurassic Park also out on Blu-ray this week. Go see it. Uh, without further ado, let's get into the entertainment, whatever. And I won't do sound effects because I want to get through this so you guys don't have to listen to me uh, for that long. All right. Yahoo says that it has lost $42 million on Community and its two original shows. So Yahoo probably not going to be doing original shows anymore. Uh, for those of you uh, who are just normal people, Yahoo was doing a streaming service for videos recently. Uh, not anymore, though, so don't don't worry about it. Uh, next up, Johnny Depp intends to buy a site of a wounded knee massacre and give it back to the Native American people. Johnny Depp doing what the cast of uh, the Maze Runner movie should have instead of taking ancient Indian burial ground relics. Uh, he is giving them back. Uh, next up, I don't know if you guys watch Homeland. Uh but they recently, in their most recent episode, one of their main uh, actresses walks through, uh, let's see, a downtown area in the Middle East somewhere. I'm not familiar with the show. But they <laughs> hired some, they hired uh, a graffiti or a, a local artist to do the Arabic graffiti on the walls in the show. And since none of them really paid attention to it, they wrote a bunch of stuff about Homeland that I thought was interesting. One of the graffitis read, Homeland is racist. One said, Homeland is a joke and we aren't laughing. Uh, one of them said, Homeland is a watermelon, which is a colloquial thing that I am not familiar with. Uh, so, Homeland. Pay attention to the backdrops. Uh, next. Uh, you, they don't have like an interpreter on the show? You like would, some, you would, Oh my God. You would really Dropping the ball, Showtime. You would think that actual Homeland would be on top of that, but I guess not. Uh, all right, next up, Mythbusters is set to end with a final season. It's very sad. Uh, I thought that show ended 10 years ago. <laughs> I also kind of stopped watching a while ago. Uh, but apparently there's still myths. Myths coming out all the time. Uh, at least we got Snopes still. Uh, let's see. I don't want to talk about that. Uh, okay. No, talk about it. Uh, no, it's not interesting. All right, next up. It sounds uh, very interesting. I don't know if you guys are excited for The Revenant. Uh, I am, just to see I am. Leo DiCaprio still not win an Oscar for something that he totally deserved. Don't uh, say He's it. too good looking. Right. Too good looking. <laughs> They're just jelly. Uh, but apparently, it is rumored that he slept in animal carcasses and ate bison body parts to prepare for the role. So talk about method acting. I am even more hyped for this film. Wait, now. what is this movie about? I, I mean, apparently I don't have no idea. I couldn't tell you either. Uh, I know he's. Uh, it's about he's a- um, what happens is I think it's um, he he's an explorer. Yeah. And he's trying he he's going on a mission with his. No, it's not really a mission, but they're um, he he gets left behind because he gets attacked by a bear. Like, yes. Brutally attacked, and his friend leaves him for dead and he through that like need to get revenge on being left for dead he comes back um quote unquote comes back to life because he never died to begin with but whatever and so and then he he follows them and hunts them down to get his revenge and his friend is played by tom hardy oh fun sounds like a light romp Maybe, but um, the revenant means um, back from the dead, and that's why it's called that. Anyway, next. That is a really fun fact. Thank you, Sarah. 
You're I welcome. Actually, I know a lot more about this movie now. Uh, you know, there's a synopsis on the GW.com that I may or may not have written about this movie. So, well, I oh, know you can't read. this movie from. Go check <laughs> that shit out. Whatever. I heard about this movie. I just can't remember where. All right. I've refreshed now. All right. And last up, uh, in 2017, we're going to see a Kingsman 2. I'm hyped for that uh, a lot. Uh, and that's all I. That's all she wrote. That's Where's it. Jonathan, yeah. Where's Jonathan Reyes when you need a ticker tape parade for uh, <laughs> Kingsman Two coming out? <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, and with that, that's gonna do it for that. Uh, now let's get on to TV talk. Who watched Shield this week? I did. Uh, what happened? Cause I just got done watching it and I still don't know what happened. You don't under wait. What do you mean you don't know what happened, Kate? I mean, Shield has so much shit going on in it these days. Also, I don't follow the show, so that is definitely not a help. Uh, could you summarize what happened in the show for us? I did, and I posted it so people can read the summary. Uh, <laughs> I did. I know, Casey. For, okay, so okay, this week basically, um, there were three central central plots. Lash is back this week, and Lash ended up killing some Inhumans, which spurred um, S.H.I.E.L.D. and ACTU, their units, um, forming an alliance and co-investigating the murders and what happened and tracking down Lash. Um, And a lot of tension there and a lot of good banter between um, Coulson and uh, Price, who I I just love their chemistry. They're so cute. And then... Yeah, Constant Zimmer, who can do no wrong. Yeah. Um, So that was um, the main plot line. In addition to that, you had Hunter and um, May go after Ward. And to the point where Hunter actually infiltrates um, and gets led to meet the quote-unquote boss. And then it it escalates to a um, showdown between May, Hunter, and Ward. And Ward uses his leverage over having put um, his men on um, Dr. Gardner, who's May's ex-husband. Um, so it's either either they can let Ward go free or Dr. Gardner dies. And Hunter really wants his revenge for what happened to Bobby in the season finale. And he ends up going after Ward. And we see... Um, Dr. Gardner bleeding out and then the convenience store explodes so he's dead um, and so that's really tragic and heartbreaking and it's going to cause a rift now between the team um, and on top of that Fitz was trying to get Simmons um, to rehabilitate and reacclimate to Earth and she's on a mission to go back to the planet and you see the um, distrust and withholding of information between them but they come together at the end and so those were the three central plots of this episode. Did anyone else watch uh, the show this week? I, no, I I'm, I'm a week behind. I, I'm so sorry for spoiling all that. Oh, I don't <laughs> no, no. care. I am not. Yeah, it's not going to hurt. Oh, wait, hurt wait. Yeah, that's right. I can spoil anything for Casey and he won't care. No, not going to gotcha. Still going to watch it. I got about halfway through the episode. I haven't finished watching the whole thing. But uh, from, from what I did see, uh, and, I, and I'm like you, uh, other Casey, um, I, I'm not on this series uh, full time. I kind of fell off uh, after the end of season one. Yeah. Um, but the things that I saw that I liked, uh, number one, uh, I have thrown plenty of shade at uh, Adrian Palicki and have said that she 
could not carry a series, a, a television show on her own as the lead. Um, you know, both back when the Wonder Woman rumors were flying around, um, and also when the rumors have flown around about a Mockingbird series. Uh, I will say, from what I saw of her in the show, she looks, and maybe it's just age, um, she looks older, obviously, but also very much more comfortable in the role that she's playing. So I could actually get behind uh, seeing her in a Mockingbird uh, series. Uh, and like uh, and like Sarah and like SJ said, uh, I'm a huge fan of Constance Zimmer. I loved her on uh, on Boston Legal, um, so it was nice to see her show up uh, on the show. And and yeah, great great banter between she and, uh, and Agent Coulson. Or, excuse me, Director Coulson. <laughs> uh, so since you also fell off at the end of season one, do you think uh, now with them being in what season three now? Do you think that they've still stayed uh, pretty true to the original premise of like? Uh, I don't want to say the desk jobs of, of S.H.I.E.L.D. employees, but like the the people who aren't the Avengers and what they're doing. Um, I, I, yeah, and, and, it's, I, I, and first of all, I'm, I'm ashamed that I fell off the show. Um, I, I love... Don't be, don't be. That first <laughs> season is garbage. <laughs> it is. I, uh, I, I love... Uh, well, okay, so I enjoyed the first season. I, what, what I have loved about the role S.H.I.E.L.D. plays in the MCU is I've enjoyed them being the, the common tie that binds all those movies together. Um, and, and you know, what, what, what Coulson became, I don't think anybody could have ever foreseen that, but he's, like, definitely one of my favorite characters that have kind of come out of the movies um, over these last, whatever, five, ten years. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I like, kind of like you said, Casey, I, I like seeing the, the near-normal people um, kind of trying to operate in this uh, enhanced human-oriented world. Um, and, I, and I think it's uh, I think it's a good element. So, Casey, you had mentioned that you did not enjoy season one. Uh, do you enjoy the current season? Uh, yeah, but you know, I mean, being a comics reader, like this just feels like an X Men story to me. So, like, I feel like I've like seen all these same beats and the stuff that they're doing, and like you can kind of know what's coming. And I really kind of tired of like, oh, like there's a bad one of us and he's killing us too. Like, I just don't understand that. Like if you have a select people of like a selected few of a race, why would you go around just murdering like the few people you have I, I, you left, you know, but I don't know. And it, Cause then you'll, I mean, spoiler alert, you'll figure out that Lash is like somehow trying to save his people by murdering all these other ones. I, it's, it's going to be, uh, I don't know. I just don't get that aspect. And then, like I said, this just feels like, it just feels so much like an X-Men cop-out. Um, it, and it, it's even getting mirrored in the comics, too, where there's, like, this uncanny Inhumans number one came out this week. Um, and there's a whole page where Medusa, who is the queen of the Inhumans, uh, she's talking to Beast Hank McCoy, and they basically have this whole conversation about how uh, the X-Men are getting left behind because Marvel no longer owns them. <laughs> so uh, it, it's, it's, it's really... And I think, I, I think that's just bleeding through, and I... I think that Shield is a perfect example of them trying to like force the Inhumans on everybody, saying, "Yeah, we mm-hmm. we don't need the X Men. We have the, we have the Inhumans now." And 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 it's gonna be. And it's I still don't understand how the movie is five years away or something crazy, and how this show is gonna stretch that out. Like, I, it's I don't know. I think they're gonna fuck it up. <laughs> Sarah, do you agree? Um. Yeah, I've. I'm only staying on top of this show right now because I'm writing on writing about it for um, 
thegww.com. How many times can I plug it today? Sorry. Never enough. Um, by the way, sister, <laughs> just keep doing it. So, um, but I, I agree with the point that we're seeing this very classic trope come up um, in regards to, because Apocalypse is coming um, out next year and X-Men and the, the movie's coming out. Um, and so the same thing... Uh, Sarah, you dropped out. That all uh, like mentality and supremacy over um, over mutants, and um, the same, I guess, can be attributed to to Lash and what he's doing and how he feels like he can judge these half breeds and decide who deserves the powers and who doesn't. And um, and I think. Maybe it's it's just a classic trope because when you're giving when you're given power and then you see other people have it, um, or uh, well, let me let me backtrack for a moment. I think it's classic because I think with power you all of a sudden feel like you're godlike and then you have the ability now to rule over people. But oh no, wait a second, other people have these powers too, and now my power is being. Um, like it's not enough, and so I wanna I wanna have more power. So maybe if I make myself the judge of everyone else and put myself in that place, then I'll have all the power. Um, so I think maybe that's why you see it so often come up. Um, and it is a little annoying, but with with the oversaturation of comic books um this genre right now you're gonna see a lot of the same beats hit over and over i mean coming from marvel dc tv versus cinema uh, so sorry casey it's never ending it sounds like you're saying with great power comes great responsibility i guess still I there. From all that. Uh, yeah we're ha- here uh have we have we seen any of the inhuman royal family in shield yet no no do you think Wait that we're second. going to? Did you guys just lose me? Uh, for a little bit, a few. I was still ago. talking. I had no idea. That's <laughs> uh, okay. That's okay. We, we we only lost it for a few seconds. Yeah. We talked most of what you said. Okay, good because I was like I was I went on like a three minute rant. <laughs> <laughs> we caught two and a half of the three minutes. I think we're okay. Uh, sorry. Uh, no, you, you guys, haven't. You haven't. You, do you guys think that we will see any of the royal family in the show? And would that piss you off? I, I, I think if you... Oh, go ahead. I, I just want to see Lockjaw. Like, no, like never going to happen. If they just bring Lockjaw on the show, like I'll be fine not seeing Black Bolt or Medusa or any of those other guys for like five years. I, I don't think it'll ever happen because if you do that, then what's the point like in having the movie? You know what I mean? That's like That's the whole point. point of the movie because that's really the only movie... Thing the movie can bring to the table at this point because they're going to have so much time to set up this story. Mm. Like I, the only thing you really had to bring to the table is the moon base and these five crazy characters. I mean, the one character maybe you could see is Karnak, and only because you would need a whole season of Shield just to explain his powers. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that was just a joke. I don't think any of them will ever will ever show up. Mm. His power is that he finds the weakness in people. It's very strange. Yeah, and it's for the same reason that you're never going to see Superman on Supergirl. Like, there's a reason why those characters are saved for the movie. I don't think Supergirl is going to make it past three episodes. 
Oh, I think it will. If Gotham <laughs> can survive, Supergirl can survive. God, that show just looks like garbage. <laughs> I don't, I'm sorry. No, I, I, I agree. Yeah. I, we all saw the pilot, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, it really screamed romantic comedy, and so I never watched it. Yeah, I, I haven't seen the pilot. I saw the trailers and whatnot. Oh man, I don't know. I just, and I think I think Sarah's right. I think they'll push it through, but who that that show's rough, and and, and especially in the background of something like Je- Jessica Jones that's going to come out at the same time, like mm-hmm. that show's going to look like a fucking Saturday morning cartoon. <laughs> Uh, what do you guys think is going to happen on next week's episode of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Oh, it's going to be the flashback episode where we finally find out what happens to Gemma on the planet over the summer. I am going to hold you to that because I probably won't watch it. Uh, you guys want to talk about Arrow? What? Never heard of it. <laughs> uh, so in this week's episode of Arrow, Arrow, bleh, um, Arrow? Era, era, era. Uh, Laurel and Thea arrive at Nandaparbot at the request of Malcolm, and they use the Lazarus Pith. La- Lazarus Wait a Pit. second. Uh, Casey, okay, Malcolm did not say, please come home, sweetie, and then Thea came. No, oh, no, no, no. Laurel took Thea, and they went and like dug up Sarah to resurrect her oh, through the Lazarus right. Pit. Right. I was under the Continue. impression that he asked them there because they just kind of walked. Which doesn't kind of, work, by the way. They walked in. That's and not slippers. how the Lazarus pit works. Um, there are so many other things wrong with that episode, but please elaborate on that. Wait a minute. Casey, <laughs> you're saying you can't just dunk tank someone in a Lazarus pit and have them come back to life? No, they have to be alive. And I, and I think if they are dead, they can only be dead for like a little while, not like years. <laughs> <laughs> not, not like not for two years. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, and and uh, even when they do come back, like, and they, I mean, they touch on this with Thea, but they are like go insane, like crazy insane, like murder everyone in the room, like insane. Um, and it's usually only for like right when they come out of the Lazarus pit. It doesn't like last, so it, they're they're kind of like changing the rules a bit with this Lazarus pit, pit thing. But I really think that at some point. John Constantine's gonna get involved. Oh wait, no, he's showing up on. Is he showing up on Arrow? Yeah, he's showing up on Arrow, yes. right? Yeah. I think that's, he's that's the one that's actually yes. gonna like. No, somehow bring her five, back. Sorry. Yeah, he's he's gonna be, be the one that like brings her back. I don't think the Lazarus pit. And if it does work, that's that's just weird. It's just weird because she's been dead for like two years. No, I, uh, a year. Right? Close, close. A to year. It. I, mean, I know Malkin. Malcolm. Okay, two, two years. She was she was killed at the beginning of season two, right? Yes. No, no, no. It was at the beginning of season three. And then the second episode is named Sarah. How long was was Robin dead when uh, after he died and what's his name? Roz took him to the Lazarus pit. Damien Wayne? No, not not Damien. Jason Todd. Uh, Yeah, I have no idea. The the most Uh, recent one I remember is is the Damien Wayne one and that's not apples to apples because in that case he was preserved. Right, right. Like Jaws put him in, I don't know, I, I guess I'll call it a hyperbaric chamber because I don't know otherwise what it was, but he, but he, he went through some extensive uh, level of effort to preserve Damian Wayne before he dropped him in the Lazarus. Damian and uh, Talia. But Sarah's corpse didn't even have eyeballs. Like, it was... Hey, I have eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> no. Sorry. 
I don't know that show, man. Yeah, I think I think it's trying to keep up with Flash, and I think it's gonna it's, it's gonna be its downfall. Yeah, it's falling Ooh. behind. What do you think of those motorcycles in scene one? That, that was one thing I was gonna say. Um, <laughs> well, let me let me throw a few things because you know, I I think I'm on the opposite side. I'm a little bit on the opposite side of my thoughts on, of that episode. Okay. Uh, I, I actually enjoyed the episode. Okay. Um, one of the reasons was that opening sequence. I think that was one of the best opening action sequences that we've seen on Arrow in a while, where, where I, I felt like that used to be a shtick that the show did really well. And, and as they got more wrapped into deconstructing all these different mysteries, um, I think they went away from that more comic booky kind of opening shot. Um, and I think they did that. Uh, I liked this episode because I'm a dude, right? <laughs> And, uh, and oh my god! Action, man. <laughs> no, maybe and, that's and, why were, I did were there it. boobs? Were there boobs in no, the episode? Did I miss no, something? No, no, no. This, this is uh, it's it's actually it's actually kind of the opposite. This this was a big bro episode, right? I mean, you you know, there was per- lots yes. of bro now. Yeah. yeah. Particularly particularly as you get older, you know, there's there's fewer and fewer instances of those of those bros you have that are just kind of like, you know, ride or die. You know, you know, blood and bone. I mean, guys who stick by you you know, to the end. And it was, it was important for me as a fan to finally see at least the start of the healing between, um, Ollie and, and Diggle. Right. Um, it was important to me as a, as a fan of Diggle, because I've kind of felt this season, he's been very, very sanctimonious about the position he was taking. Um, and I, and I thought, I thought Amel did a really good job delivering the line of, uh, you know, I, I, I understand that, that, you know, that, that, you know, you're pissed about what I did. What I don't understand is how you're not giving me a chance, you know, right. to earn your forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And, and I felt that's exactly what John was doing. Like, and that was completely unfair. The thing I don't understand, like, if his wife doesn't give a fuck, like, why does he? Like, if my wife, if my wife doesn't care about anything, then I'm not going to, I'm certainly not going to care about it. Like, I'm right. not going to be a, you know right. what I mean? Like, yeah, he, yeah although, well, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I disagreed with Diggle's position. I also, I mean, my, my wife and I go through a thing where she feels like I need to be less of a prick about something. And I'm like, I don't care. You know, <laughs> yeah, that person's wrong. So, I mean, I, I kind of get that. But uh, but I, I, like, I like what I saw. I, and Sarah and I, and, and I'll probably put some words in your mouth here, Sarah. But Go ahead. Um, you know, I, I, we, we talked a lot about the whole, like, lo, like what Laurel should know and what she shouldn't know, what she should oh. know and what she shouldn't know. I... Yeah. And, 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 and part of this was because we had the conversation before I watched the episode. Oh. So, so, my, so my viewport through it is probably not completely pure. But I only picked out one line that, that to me, invoked maybe a, a skosh of potential discontinuity. Um, and at the end of the day, because it was only the one line, I just kind of dismissed it and just assumed, you know, since since what's her face had talked to Laurel about it, maybe she had opened up a little bit more about the details. And that's why she knew, um, what's her face had been really violent when she came out of the pit. I, I don't the, know. It didn't, yeah. it didn't bug me as much as it, as it hit you. Yes. Yes. Okay. Let me preface this by saying I had a crappy day at work. So I kind of went into watching the episode and I was already in a bad mood, but here's what, um, I fucking work for shitty today. And I fucking can't stand no, no, no. green ass out. Here. Terrible. Yeah. Ex- you have no idea. Casey. Like, oh, I was like, just seen red after this episode. Um, and what pissed me off the most, and I, and I understand how petty it is. It is one line. However, 
last episode drove me nuts in the whole idea that nobody told Laurel anything about what happened in Nanda Parbat and with Thea. And then you established that in an episode. You spent two scenes that just drove me crazy because it was two exposition scenes that I already knew about. And then in this episode, Sarah comes out of the pit. It's acting all crazy. And then she tries to attack Laurel. Thea comes over and Laurel turns her and literally says... No, 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 it's okay. I'll be fine. The same thing happened to you when you came out of the pit. As if she was there or as if somebody told her. And the only person who could have explained to her what happened to Thea after she came out of the pit would have been Thea, who it's pretty clear or it's been established that she has no idea what happened in Nanda Parbat last year either. She's still vague on the details. So it's just an inconsistency that just drove me crazy. And then... I spent the rest of this week really thinking about this episode and it like that inconsistency probably drove me crazy because it just is another point of why I really don't like Laurels because she's one of the most in- inconsistent written characters I've seen on TV. Mm. And so it just added to the fire. And there was she's other inconsistencies too. Awful. Yeah. That yeah. outfit is well, well yeah, she's Black Canary, and it, they made it this big deal that she gets her canary cry, and yet, I mean, we're going in week four, and she has yet to use the canary uh, cry. Right and, and she has definitely been in tactical situations where she should have used it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, last year, episode 21, like, starts out with her being unable to take down, like, a street-level criminal and she needs Nissa's help. And then by the end of it, she's f- taking on League of, Affa- League of Assassins member. Actually, that's episode 22. Sorry. Anyway, so it just drives me crazy with that inconsistency. But it wasn't just her this episode. Because it was also Malcolm. And I understand why they did this. It's to cause conflict in the future. But Malcolm clearly tells Thea that now that she's been out of the pit, she's she has this bloodthirst. Because she is trying to kill the person who harmed her, which was Ross. I understand that. And then Malcolm goes and resurrects Sarah, who was killed by Thea. And the only way for Sarah to get rid of her bloodthirst would be to kill Thea. Yeah, but wouldn't that just be a pretty awesome thing to happen? I, I'm, I'm, I'm fully for Sarah to kill Thea? Yes. I'm, I don't I'm fully think it. Okay, go ahead. Oh, I don't think it, I don't think it's going to happen like that because John Constantine's going to come in and make Sarah all semi-normal and then Sarah's right. going to go and join Legends of Tomorrow, blah blah blah. It's just it's they could have written it in a different way that the motivations for bringing Sarah back would have been better and, rather than this what I find to be lazy writing and inconsistent. Right. And they and they never really you know, in script, dealt with why Laurel was so hot to bring her back. You know, they never just, I mean, it could have been a one-liner. It could have been, she blamed herself for Sarah's death. Mm. She felt Sarah got cheated because everybody thought she was dead on the island, and then she came back, and then she was killed. I mean, it was just, you should assume that I would want to bring my sister back because she's my sister. And kind of, as we as we got into it last week with, you know, some some pretty significant philosophical conflict about yeah, this yeah. cast. Um, everybody has really different views of whether you would bring somebody back or not. And I, I think it would have been worth them explaining it. I, I get your perspective. I didn't, I didn't have the same perspective, but I have definitely been on record as saying that I get really bugged when 
you know, you, you as the writer or the script writer, like something wouldn't bug me except you yourself made a big deal out of it like right. the week before or the, or the movie before. And so now I'm pissed off because you made it a big deal. Right. So, exactly. I, so I get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. And, and like, and it, so it was Laurel and Malcolm who contradicted themselves one way or another. And then also, and I hate to say this because she's my favorite character, but Felicity was inconsistent because she's a tech person and she has an, a genius level IQ, and yet, and she hates mystery. That's been said multiple times too. Yet she just dismisses the fact that something's weird is going on with her phone. And I know it has to do with Ray. I know it's all set up. I just feel like this episode, and especially when you when you compare it to this week's Flash episode, it was very. Um, it showed the negativity or the negative effects of having to set up another series and how that can hinder the plot of a show of the main show right do you guys like what they're doing with uh oliver and felicity's character i keep hearing whispers of of like a brangelina name i don't want to say it for fear of angering someone uh but do you <laughs> no, like andy's not on this podcast so you won't anger anybody <laughs> uh do you like the direction that they're taking that because uh, i know that that's canon right that they they no. end up together no that's no not- no no he, right. oliver's this- supposed to quote unquote kind of end up with Laurel but they do get divorced man that's deep that's not- I don't know I, I, I don't know I, I try to ignore it to a certain extent because I, I just I just ascribe to the belief that uh, if they are allowed to completely hook up in the show I mean like get married in the show um, that that will be the end of the series because that's pretty much the way it always is um, with, with shows but uh, I will say another great scene that I loved from this episode was yeah, was the Felicity taking Diggle yep. and Ollie to task and putting <laughs> them so in their good. place. So awesome. So classic Felicity smoke. It really is because she said like similar um, lines in the whole and pull your heads out of your asses. Like she said that multiple times throughout the seasons and used it to release her frustration. So that stayed true to her character. I just didn't like that subplot they had going with Ray. And I understand why it just it just bothers me. And I guess the last thing I'll mention is the, the other reason it was important that they dealt with this, this episode for me is because one of the things I hate um, in, in any show that I like is when they take a dramatic subplot and and drag it out longer mm-hmm. than is necessary. Yeah. So like if, if they had dragged this out like six, seven, eight episodes, I would really be cranky. I'm like, look, I, I get it. Diggle's pissed off. Freaking deal with it so that we can get back to like what you know the regular show, so to speak. So right. I'm, I'm glad they dispensed with it in three episodes or whatever. Right. Uh, well, for me, I don't know if you guys will have the same feelings. Uh, for me, it was a little bit jarring having these scenes where Diggle is having a hard time forgiving Oliver. Oliver really wants Diggle to forgive him. Immediately cut together with scenes where Oliver is working for a drug cartel and is torturing people. <laughs> what did you guys think about that? Um, I didn't think it was jarring. I thought it was... See, the flashbacks this episode, especially in comparison to the previous couple, um, I didn't feel like there was that they didn't have enough screen time to really impact the overall show for me at this point. It was just moving characters along and having him and that girl um, go off together to lead the plot to the next thing. So um, it didn't wasn't jarring for me. I think that's one of the more interesting things about the season 
flashback Oliver is heading more to the Oliver we met in season one, while the Oliver in present day is going to become like who comic book readers say is actually Green Arrow, like the true Oliver Queen that they know and have from the myth- mythos. Like I'm, I'm a huge fan of the flashback sequences. It, it, certain seasons to me, the flat what's going on in the flashback is more interesting to me than what's going on in present time. Um, I, I love the mystery and the the kind of excitement and tension about where he's going to wind up. This season bugs me in that they made, at least for me, they made me very excited about the concept that he's going to um, Coast City, which of course is where Hal Jordan um, and the Green Lantern lives. Uh, and then they rip him right out of that and send him back to Leon Yu. Like, like this this show and somebody else on the staff mentioned it, but like the the fact that like Leon Yu and Nander Parbat are supposed to be these two ridiculously secluded places that like nobody can get to, and like and the fact that like right. like the average freaking pedestrian from Starling City seems to be able to just waltz up to either location. <laughs> like, right, you know, that is the thing that's a little bit jarring for me. Um, but just sending him back there again, just kind of, I'm like, Jesus, I mean, okay, let's get off of that. You know, I, I was excited to see him like in Coast City, um, you know, and what that might have surfaced. But, uh, but in general, I'm still on board with the flashbacks and they're, they're not jarring to me. It's just, that's part of the shtick of the show. Right. Mm-hmm. So next week's episode is titled Beyond Redemption. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, that has to have something to do with Sarah. Do you... How do you think they're going to lead into the episode with John Constantine? Sarah's going to go crazy. <laughs> and um, Are you talking, gonna... uh, talking about yourself in the third person? Or you talking... Absolutely. I went crazy this week. Thank you, Casey. Um, but, but yeah, Sarah's going to be a little crazy. One more thing about Laurel, and I know I gave her a hard time. I'm, and actually, you know what? I didn't give her a hard time. I'm giving the writers a hard time about how they've written her. just want to make that clear before I get all like the hate emails for saying saying this or the hate tweets um is that back to a, a classic uh, a classic point about it um this episode was supposed to be in my mind a laurel episode and yet she had some of the lowest amount of screen time out of all the characters and so you never really understood her justification or why she was pushing this um so much instead a lot of the her time was taken up by Thea and Malcolm so it's just it was bizarre because this is really an important arc for her in terms of this um season um so yeah that's my final point on it uh well see why are you laughing who me yes I know I don't laugh we know that yes you do uh jerk I'm looking forward to next week's episode uh and especially the one after that uh Okay. Are you actually watching? Because you don't normally watch Arrow. I do not, uh, but I feel like I should now. Uh, Why? Maybe it's maybe it's this episode in particular, but I've been waiting for them to actually make use of that Lazarus. Lazarus. Why do I keep having a list? Lazarus. When I say Lazarus, Lazarus Pit. Ah, oh, gosh. Uh, I've been waiting for them to make use of that uh, for realsies, and now they finally got into it. Now it, they have this little like zombie undertone situation they have to deal with i personally i find that uh intriguing uh cool but, but uh, she also she also uh kind of closed and this kind of closed the door on that right it's, right. it's mm-hmm. yeah um, I, yes, please, you know, I just i just realized something i think the writers of the show just write in 
Bruce Wayne slash Batman for all of Ollie and Arrow's parts, <laughs> and then at the last minute, just change it to Arrow slash Ollie. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Like, I think you could totally do that, yeah, and it would be the same same fucking show. Yeah. Like, one episode, one of the characters is like, hey, Bruce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, 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 no. <laughs> change that, well, uh, that line. One thing I mentioned about the a little excitement about next week's, you know, that episode, and I didn't know that it was called Beyond Redemption, Casey. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they play on that theme with uh, leading into the Constantine character, because many people would also argue that John Constantine is beyond redemption, ah. um, despite his constant effort seeking it. Um, Damn, so you're smart, motherfucker, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That is a good point. I really hope that John Constantine's introduced because Ollie was like, yeah, he showed up on the island. Uh, we were alone together for a couple of weeks. <laughs> we had a little thing. Uh, if you guys don't know, John Constantine is is a uh, he's a multisexual being. So it'd be really really funny if they were like uh, old flames. <laughs> right as they're talking about him, a, a low bass chorus starts coming in. <laughs> or he hooks up with Mister Terrific. That'd be interesting. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, we're excited for Arrow next week. Uh, so let's talk about the Flash. The Flash episode this week, in my opinion, was uh, in fucking incredible. I thoroughly enjoyed it, as I do most of the Flash episodes. Uh, I want to start off with: uh, Has there been an episode this season, or even in previous seasons, that you guys have not enjoyed? I feel like it's a pretty, it's a pretty standard show. I, I did, I did not like uh, episode two. Episode two. Uh, yeah, I did not. I did not like uh, last week's. The week, yeah, the episode the week before this, the Flash of Two Worlds, right? Episode. Uh, I didn't see that one, but I know that they introduced Jay Garrick. Does that have something to do with it? Yeah. Um, I didn't. I didn't mind Jay Garrick last week. I, I just. I just felt last week was very. I was bored. I was just really kind of bored, and and uh, and I'm, I guess because I'm gonna... Earth Two is boring. <laughs> There, there were a couple exciting parts. Like I, I got giddy, I got giddy when uh, when Professor Stein said multiverse. Like, like I was like, ooh, you know. And there were a couple moments like that. But I just, I, I mentioned it last week, so I won't get too far. I just felt like the the episode was very basic and very tropish. Um, and then I, I felt like, and uh, I think Andy uh, said something about how this thing was written. I felt like some other dude wrote like the last five minutes of the show, and they pat, they like jam packed like every exciting thing about the episode into those last five minutes. Um, and so I felt like the other like 37 minutes of the episode were just kind of throw away. But this week, I felt like it was a return to form. Uh, not a great Flash episode, but definitely very solid, I thought. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so in, in, this, in this episode, we see uh, Barry uh, helping out the Golden Glider uh, and her fling with Cisco. Dumbest uh, name ever. <laughs> Golden Glider. I kind of, I kind of uh, uh, agree with that. It makes no sense. Like what, what gold? Like she's not the Silver Surfer. Like what gold is she gliding on? Dude, like I don't understand. Casey, come on, it's DC, dude. Like th- that name's not more stupid than Black Lightning. Uh, <laughs> that name's just racist. Um, no, but in the in the comic, it's even funnier. In the comic, it's even funnier because she's like a ghost, so it really doesn't make any sense. It's weird. What? Yeah, yeah. In the comic, she's like a she's literally a ghost. That's strange. Ghosts can't ride motorcycles. How's that possible? I don't know. Well, the the comic rogues gallery is completely different because what happens is they all 
So they all have this, okay, long explanation coming. So they all in the they're in the comics, they're all together too, like Heatwave and uh, and Captain Cold and and Gold Glider or whatever her name is, and Mirror Master. They all like hang out together all the time. So Captain Cold has the idea is like, hey, they're they have this machine at Star Labs that turns people into superheroes or uh, metahumans or whatever. So he's like, what if we went in there and got superpowers? So they break in. Um, they of course like jump in the machine. It get, it gives them superpowers, but it goes horribly wrong. So like heat wave becomes like completely burned, like mirror master gets basically trapped. Like he can't ever leave like the mirror world or whatever. And uh, golden glider turns into like a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> so then they're now they're like so now they, their abilities aren't just attached like they're these weapons they carry around there. They like actually are meta humans now, which I'm sure will happen in the show eventually. Uh, remind me of what the uh, what the professor's name is with the bad blood pressure. Doctor Stein. Thank you, Doctor Stein. Uh, as I just said, is having blood pressure issues uh, is amongst he? amongst other things. Uh, what do you think is going on? I'm not a doctor. He he misses Robbie. Right. <laughs> Little Robbie Bear. He's suffering from a broken heart. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Robbie broken took half of his heart. Uh, so next week, uh, I looked at the preview. It seems like they, they hold like tryouts to find his other half, uh, and they settle on a on a black guy, which I think is truer to the comic books, right? Firestorm it, is a black is, guy. It is true to the new fifty two iteration of Firestorm. Okay, all right. So that's well, well, I shouldn't say new fifty. I should say the post Blackest Night Firestorm iteration. The current so, Firestorm. Yes. He's still, yeah, still the, yeah, the one that's now. Yeah. Do you think that that's going to have some sort of role in the wormhole or anything like that? I, I'm still trying to wrap my head around how they're going to really bring this Earth 2 into the, the main storyline, because right now it's just kind of this outlier thing. Well, see, I think that Flash really put themselves in a hot corner in the first season. Number one, 22 episodes is way too long for the Flash. Like, if you're gonna, it's like, 23 that's even even more <laughs> one episode way way too long uh the problem is because they they bu- they dumped all of their villains except for mirror master coincidentally in the first season so now like they came up with this, this earth 2 idea basically so they can just do the villains all over again um or different iterations of them at some point so i mean i i and i think we're already seeing that happen like it's episode three and captain cold's already shown up you know what i mean it's like come on uh, well, that, we, that's the thing. The, the, the villains, the villains this season, the, those villains coming in from Earth Two are just very nondescript. They're they're just very kind of like bland palettes, you know, nameless kind of faces that definitely don't have the appeal of the season one robes. Yeah, they're not as cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Sorry, I had some questions here. Okay, uh, so in my opinion, this show has been pretty good uh, science-wise. Like. Whenever they talk about radioactivity or wormholes and all that stuff, not a Casey, I'm going to break your heart, buddy, but I think you need to go back to a college science course. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm saying for the thing is a, is a speed cannon. What do they call it? <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right. I'm getting to it. Yeah, that, that, the, the court conversation that they had with negative energies and all that, that was a little bit far-fetched. Uh, but there were even more far-fetched things uh, that I wanted to talk about. What did you guys think of Captain Cold being able to freeze lasers? Did any of you guys have yeah, any... Yeah, I think 
Did I mention that to you, Kate? I think I maybe mentioned it to Everett. I, I, Everett Hart, I, I, yeah, because I, 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 was, I was DMing him while I was watching the episode, and I was like, I don't think it would work <laughs> that way. <laughs> and normally from, from a show that is, in my opinion, normally good with that kind of thing, that was just sort of a blatant, like, that is not possible. That, can't, that, that doesn't work like that. Well, I mean, they had to do something. Otherwise, he literally served no other purpose to be there. Right. Like, <laughs> why couldn't he just freeze the lock and break it? You know, like, the, what, you can do so much with a gun that shoots below, like, zero Kelvin or whatever it does. Like, mm. it, that basically is the coldest thing ever. You could literally freeze a door and flick it, and it would shatter. Like, why you just brought him along to freeze lasers that are really just light in air i don't like i you know i mean i don't yeah I, it was very strange one one rant about this show that i've been holding on to um has been uh, particularly in the wake of, of harrison wells not being a regular on the show at least in the previous role that he had I, I i like barry i like what the character barry allen is both in the comics and what they do with him on the show but he is very presumptuous i think when he does those lines of i'm a scientist i'm like Dude, I'm pretty sure you have like a bachelor's degree in criminology. You're a freaking CSI for a local police department. You are not on the same plane as people who have PhDs working in Star Labs, right? So like that whole that was I guess that was one of the things that really bothered me last week about his whole rant about I'm the only one who wants to do science. I'm like, seriously? I don't think you can get away with that line. And that 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 bugs me from week to week. You know what? You know what I don't? I'm not liking. Like, he doesn't need fucking gadgets. Like, why would he need a suit that heated up for him? Can't he just vibrate himself right, right, so right. fast that he would just... Heat, like the, And that's what he does in every comic whenever Captain Cold freezes him. Like, I don't... Like, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I just think they're kind of making up excuses for plot points. Like, there was no reason for him to have a heat-up suit. He learned how to vibrate his body, like, in episode three or something of season one. Like, why couldn't he just vibrate his hands super fast and melt the ice? I don't... Like... I think they're it's, yeah. I think Sarah was saying later. I think maybe Greg Berlanti is stretching himself a little thin um, yeah, at this point. Yeah, and 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 he just and the, the the bad writing is coming out. And and then the the big the big violation for me this episode. And again, I'm I still thought overall well of this episode. By the, the way, yeah, I was say, I thought it was like an eight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shit yeah, all over that's, it. That's a, yeah. I put I, I put that in the chat. If it, score scores for me this week would have been I would have said arrow seven point this show would have been an eight, and I think I said Walking Dead would have been an eight point five for me. But oh, Walking um, Dead is so good. Yeah. It, 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 no, it, it was, and I, and I mentioned in the chat that that eight point five score is a little unfair because I, I have to admit I, I I have to grade The Walking Dead on its own scale because um, mm-hmm. it's so far and above away from other shows. But the big problem with me for me with this episode was so they find the largest wormhole in Star City. Mm-hmm. It's in Star Labs. They decide they're going to stabilize it. And then just walk away from it and leave it unguarded. So did <laughs> did nobody consider that on the other side of Earth too? Somebody would have just said, "Huh, that super big wormhole that we can bring all sorts of crap through just went stable." <laughs> yeah, why <laughs> not have the, Barry do a little recon on the other side, or <laughs> right, you can just like right. send Jay send Jay back and be like, "All right, I just go. I'm gonna go get some things in my apartment. I'll be back." <laughs> like I don't like. There was no reason for the. Yeah, like I agree. Just to like walk away. I'm just gonna well, leave this guy. 
they can't really afford to have a guard for Star Labs just in general. So I don't think they can just have one for the warm wormhole. So you could pay a guy minimum wage to sit on a chair <laughs> and with a walkie talkie, like, "Hey, someone just came through the other side." Flash. Jesus Christ, buy, buy four freaking D-Leak Wi-Fi damn cameras and put them down there and wire them up to the freaking computers. Come on. Right. Really? Her- like, wouldn't, like, um, Harrison Wells' security system still be intact in Star Labs? Because he had, like... Yeah, we just lost you, Sarah. Yep, Sarah, you dropped out again. Yeah, he had a pretty tight security system. I, I would think I would think Gideon would still be active. I mean, they got Gideon yeah, they, to respond to their voice commands before. Whatever happened to Gideon? Because it almost seemed like they just stopped acknowledging that she was there. Was she taken and I wasn't paying attention? She's going to turn into Brother I because she's just hanging out in a room by herself for fucking three years. She's going to go crazy. <laughs> or actually, uh, they her consciousness gets transferred into an android body and she becomes the Vision. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. That's wrong. <laughs> Uh, OMAC, OMAC. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think uh, is going on with Iris's story right now? Because it kind of seems like she's getting a lot more adventurous with her her storyline. I thought she took that bad news really well. I I have in my notes. Cool. In my notes, good, Dad. In my notes, I have points to Iris for being so forgiving. That was uh, that was nice. I don't know if they did that scene necessarily on purpose to show maybe a direction that her character is heading, or maybe some like character development that. Maybe now she's uh, she's matured a little bit with all the stuff that's been going on. Sarah and I talked a little bit about it. Um, I, I think we were both of the mindset. I, I hate putting words in her mouth again, but I think we were both. I, I thought that that <laughs> scene was. Oh, she's back. <laughs> I, I, th- I thought that scene was beautifully shot. Um, yeah. the, the, the camera work and lighting. Um, I don't know if everybody else caught it, but there were kind of some depth of field things going on in there. Um, maybe it looks like they may have changed out the camera. I'm not sure, but they, they did something that uh, made that scene stand out um, cinematographically. Maybe that's mm-hmm. not a word. Nailed it. That, um, that's got to be it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that made that scene stand out from, from other shots in, in the show. Right. Yeah. It was a very touching scene. Uh, I, props to Joe, man. That He continues to be my favorite character. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's There's nobody on the planet who is that nice, understanding, and caring. That just doesn't exist. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but you know, I'm 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 glad they handled that way because I mean, look, so so that plot setup is another trope, right? Classic thing. Parent leaves, you know, drug addict comes back. I mean, the, I mean, the the television graveyard is rife with shows that have taken that plot line. Uh, so I was actually glad. Again, in an effort to not drag a storyline out, or at least a piece of a, of a subplot out, mm. um, that they handled it that way. Right. Otherwise, you know, it just becomes like a, a bunch of other shows. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, it just becomes like Arrow, right? Because <laughs> anytime the show, um, because um, I, I'm, I'm sort of in um, along with Casey, like Iris took that news way too well, um, but I, I respect it and I liked it and I like, um, I like the acting in that scene. But that being said, all I all I saw was like, oh, they're doing the exact opposite of what would have happened on Arrow in like season two and what thirty is going on. See, I'd I'd actually I'd I'd throw out a counter to that. I would say Arrow took the exact same route when uh, Ali broke the news to Thea that he was Arrow. Because rather oh, than I, get, her, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, oh yeah, like no, I I think I think that was 
justified like her reaction to that because um arrow never really did anything wrong to thea um directly i don't believe um so i think maybe that's where it was coming from and she's finally learning the truth yada 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 um my comparison was more in the lines of all the drama in the lance family and the father daughter um you lied to me no you lied to me Oh my God! How can you lie to me so often? That's just because the Lances just need to be executed. That, that, whole, that, whole family, that whole family bloodline just needs to be freaking wiped out. Damn, son. We need a timestamp for that. Wow. <laughs> so I can export it and, and send it up as its own episode. That was fucking. It's freaking, it's freaking not a redeemable human being in that gene pool. <laughs> okay. I mean, and I and I and I, and I love terrible Sarah. superheroes, like, by the way. Yeah, they are failures at that. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Sarah's, but I mean, Sarah Sarah was a very dark individual before she ever became an assassin, um, and then her becoming an assassin made her that much worse. So, I, mm-hmm. I, I like her, but you know, she's a villain in her own right. So I I, I don't have any problem lumping her in with that group. Next question, Casey. What do you think's going on with Jay Garrick? What's going to be his input next week? Garrick? Jay Garrick? Garrick. Say it with me. What did I say? Garrick? Garrick. <laughs> Gay Jarek. Got it. Got it. <laughs> so, what do you think he's going to do next week? I, I don't Not know. I have his speed powers. <laughs> which is yeah. boring. Like, I, I don't even understand why he's on the. Like, in that, like I said last week, the, like his, they were like, oh, just hang out with us so you can help us with these problems. Like, Really, like he's not gonna want to. Like he has no inclination to go back. He's just like, okay, I'm just gonna chill here. Like well, I don't like. I don't know. It's weird. It seems so forced. It's, just it's bring Grot in. Like seriously, what is the show oh, doing? He's coming back. If he's not the big bad of the season, like I'm gonna be very upset. <laughs> well, I, I have to wonder what's going on on Earth too when he's there. Like, did the villains just go on vacation? Well, what's no, they have. Is... They have a Batman. <laughs> <laughs> What's, what's interesting is that they have not, it, uh, apparently, you know, because he hasn't mentioned it, I guess there's no concept of a Justice Society of America back on Earth 2 either, which it would be a little unfortunate. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I, I will say there's, there's two big recastings that I would have liked um, in my imaginary world of what the Flash show would, would be like. And that would be, and I, and I love what, I, I can't remember his name, I, I love what the, what the uh, Henry Allen fathered the, the character that actor I love what, yes i love what he does with henry allen um because jay garrick to me has always been the older version um it would have been awesome if that dude would have been jay garrick <laughs> and would have had yeah. speed powers and would have been the older uh flash um and then i i also i i like what they're doing with cisco about him being vibe but uh but i've thought damn he would it would have been awesome if he would have been the uh the jaime reyes uh blue beetle but okay, so his powers, I, I maybe I'm not familiar with Vi's powers. I thought he was. Those are not his powers. Like, isn't he like control like kind of like Sky, where he controls like vibrations? Yeah, those those are not his core powers. I could not say for certain that he doesn't have those powers as kind of an accessory kit or whatever. But yes, that's not uh, that's not like, what that character is about. He literally right? feels like people's vibes. Like he's an uber hippie. Like that's the dumbest <laughs> thing ever. Like this is right, stupid. Right. Yeah. Yep. Oh my god. This show. Uh, I love. It 
it is it, it is great for those little yeah. things it still is great now i have one more final question written down and maybe there's something you guys want to add but for me the main thing that i hope gets answered and hopefully you guys can answer it is how does jay garrick's hat stay on his head how does that work it's the not, costume ever it's not even a little Stupid. bit aerodynamic not even a little bit so dumb he's got, he's got a strap. you know okay so did I mean, we, we sort of talked about um, Captain Cold and everything, but I just want to make sure, like, Captain Cold um, and and Barry Allen, I love their scenes together, and I I just really like that scene where they um, are sitting in the bar and just the conversation and this, they have this, like, Joker-Batman relationship with them, and you clearly see that. <laughs> no, 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 no. That they, uh, I mean, I get what you're saying, but I mean, yes, they they are buddy buddy, but still, if it comes down to it, he will take him to jail. Right. Um, and that and and that scene is directly out of a comic book. Like that is directly their relationship in the comic. In fact, I'm really happy that they're going with that with Captain mm-hmm. Cold. He's my favorite. Mm-hmm. He's my favorite villain. One of my favorite DC villains. I wouldn't say my favorite. One of my favorites. And it's that it's that reason because. Like he's a thief. He's a thief of thief. He's Robin Hood at heart, and he. But he will never. He won't risk his life, his team's life, or someone else, or an innocent person's life, to get what he wants. Um, and I think that this episode did that, like showed that side of him perfectly. Because in the right. first, when we first meet him, like he is like this murderer, and he will just kill people. And that's never the Captain Cold that I was like familiar with. But I, I, I get what Sarah's saying, and I, and I agree with her. I, I, he's, you know, Wentworth Miller is definitely like one of the best things going on that show. When, when yeah, I, I say, sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I want to say okay. I, I agree with you. I just Batman and Joker, if they were in a bar together, they would not be talking. Okay, <laughs> it was an extreme comparison. I get it. <laughs> I understand. No feelings are hurt. But there is a little bit. I, I get what you're saying. There's a little bit of that like mutually assured destruction thing where right, two sides yeah. of the same yeah. coin. Yeah, and I, I think a scene that really demonstrated that, at least for me, was when. It was one of the first ones when he first come. He shows up at that place with Captain Cold at the office, and and Captain Cold only freezes him up to the neck when he could have easily kept going and killed him right. there. Yeah, uh, that's what stood out for me. And, and Casey, you asked earlier about what we thought about the the Iris storyline. You know, as as far as I'm concerned, I, I hope Iris makes a guest appearance on the Arrow, and uh, that they put they trap all of the lances in a building and set it on fire, and that Iris is also caught in there. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. oh um, man. I got to give it to you, man. You you say what we're all thinking. Uh, go go no, go I, I, it. I wasn't I wasn't taking it that far. I wasn't I was more thinking about how um I criticized the Arrow episode with all those plot points and the sloppy writing and it's um but each of those plot points were used to um service the um, Legends of Tomorrow and building that and going into that series and bringing back these characters and then spinning them off. Um, in this episode of Flash, you had a very similar thing going on, but it was executed so much better um, because Captain Cold will also be on Legends of Tomorrow and that's why you had that ending scene um, with Barry and Captain Cold in jail and him talking about being a hero and everything and a, um, changing... So, but it's interesting that in Arrow, in my opinion, it was very unsuccessful in 
um, achieving that because Oliver was removed from those storylines. He was dealing with um, the OGs, the original Arrow Team Arrow. And while Barry, his relation with Captain Cold was used to um, to spin Captain Cold off into Legends of Tomorrow. So, yeah. Do you guys follow me? Did I lose you? Oh, I, I think the only thing I can quote is my uh, is my new bumper sticker, which is uh, "Down with Iris, Go Patty Spivet." Do you really not like Iris that much? I just dislike. Look, let me let me let me go ahead and surface some of my pain. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's what we're here for. Let it out. Let it out. Let, let it out. out. Let she, to me, she is like every other hot chick that I could just never hook up with, and so like her, her. Maybe arrogance isn't the right word, but her her whole aloofness to Barry's love just really, uh, just really bugs me every week. Um, this is getting real personal, right? Well, what did you What did you think then of the first scene in this week's episode where she is in danger and she calls Barry first instinct? It's like maybe just not get yourself in danger, dude. That's 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 the that's the classic dude, that's the classic dude storyline, right? Hot, Hot chick that will never hook up with you, but like the first time that she's in trouble, you're the person she calls. Right. By the way, who is not hooking up with the Flash? I'm sorry, but if I <laughs> if I found out my neighbor was a Flash, I think I would sl- like the seduce the seduction would begin immediately. Right. <laughs> Guy or girl, Flash. By the way, doesn't matter. Especially if you look like Grant Gustin. Grant right. Gustin. Right. Like, no like he's he's yeah. terrible looking. Like, it would be so bad for her to, like, hook up with him and then get married and have babies. Like, that would be the end of her life. <laughs> I don't hey, look, Iris, I, I know you're still trying to get over the pain of Eddie. I'd be like, Eddie who? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, I didn't really like um, Patty Spivet this episode. Like, not, not like, I saw what they were doing, but... Because that's really... not a real person? Oh. Like, who even knows? <laughs> like, nobody knows who the local fucking uh, crime scene investigator is, let alone is able to go, like, look right. to the reports and, like, be a fan. And memorize like, them, yeah. Yeah. No, that does not exist. No. <laughs> well, he, he, is, he is the only CSI in a police force of, like, several hundred police officers, but right. he's the one CSI. <laughs> and they, at the beginning... covers of season, all the crime scenes. <laughs> and at the beginning of season one, they kind of treat him like shit, like, come on! <laughs> it's like, he's your only guy. Right. Uh, all right. Uh, is there anything else you guys would like to add about this this week's episode of The Flash? Yeah, my, my one other comment. They can go ahead and cancel Gotham, and then I want to see a series called uh, CCPD starring Patty Spivet. Actually, <laughs> that might make for an interesting television show. Uh, almost like uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. only, uh, only DC. I, I guess, of course, it would have to rely less on superpowers and, and mutants and things like that. But uh, really, because wouldn't that just be like a metahuman task force? Like, wouldn't that isn't that what that show would revolve around? Yeah, they get to show up at a different Earth Two opening every week, and they have have to fight a metahuman. What about Earth Three or Earth Four? I mean, what's with Sarah, all this emphasis? <laughs> Sarah, you're you're doing it again. That 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 conversation we've had about about sapping my fun about sucking the fun my fun how to, you're, you're doing that again i am why how <laughs> besides in earth 3 all the superheroes uh, just run around naked and uh, and, and fuck each other so i don't think that would really fly well, on that'll the, uh, be the network series yeah oh, interesting <laughs> Uh, okay, well, that's going to do it for TV Talk this weekend. What a TV Talk it was. Um, 
Wait, we're not going to talk about Modern Family and Blackish. I love those shows. I would love to. I didn't Hot watch Times Family Hour. I didn't no? watch either of them. I didn't watch either of them. I know. I have. A, I'm a. I'm a 31-year-old family man. <laughs> I don't expect you guys to watch those shows. You have lives. Uh, debatable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here I am hosting a podcast on a Friday night and loving it, by the way. Uh, exactly. But that is going to bring us to the end of the show, which is uh, classic movie picks of the week. Shit. Uh, yeah. Forgotten, as always. I also forgot. So, Pete, if you're listening, uh, we're doing just fine. This month, it is Halloween-themed. Uh, is it? Yeah, that's what I've been told, although I haven't picked a Halloween show as of yet. Uh, Episode. I mean, no. Movie. Movie. Right. Those two words. Uh, if I need, if you guys need more time, I can go first. If you have uh, a Holly or a, a Halloween themed movie in mind, <laughs> go ahead and shout it out. God, I cannot talk tonight. I guess I have one because I there's always a, I watch one movie every Halloween. And I don't know why I love it, but I do. Um, it's called Trick or Treat. Wow. Um, it's like an anthology like movie so it's like a bunch of different stories that happen like in this in the same area and they kind of all intermingle but not really they're all kind of different unique stories like there's a there's a werewolf story starring Anna Paquin and there's a vampire story um I don't remember who it stars but uh yeah so uh it's this cool anthology kind of thing and I I, me and my wife like it's a tradition we watch it every single year and I I love it to death and I, I don't know why it's really good though I don't think a lot of people have seen it or heard of it. But you've I, probably seen the character. It's that kid with like a sack on his head. Well, like and like a, wears like an orange onesie. Oh. Okay. All right. I've seen, okay. yeah. I've seen the that poster movie. for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guarantee you've seen it around. It's at like every convention. But I, uh, I feel like either, either Matt or Pete had that as their classic Halloween pick last year. And that was the last time I had heard about this movie. It's on my DVR already. I'm. Mean, it's already prepped and loaded for this week. So, or this, yeah, this week. So I'm stoked for it. Uh, I guess Eccles, do you have one? Okay. Uh, yeah. So. Okay. You, you guys. I went for the win. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, uh, am I coming through? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You're fine. Okay. So yeah. So last week, I uh, well, I, I called out my one of my favorite horror movies is uh, The Cabin in the Woods. Um. But since we're doing this for a second week, uh, I'll call out a Silver Bullet, which is a uh, 1985 uh, and it was uh, just kind of a weird, uh, w- weird werewolf movie about, uh, I-, I guess, a-, a preacher in a small town who wound up being the werewolf and uh, killing people on a bridge and a few other things. So uh, that's just a, a, one of the earliest horror movies that I ever saw uh, that stands out in my mind. To plug GWW again, that's actually one of Chris Peary's picks on his top 30 horror movies that he's doing this month. Oh, yeah, I missed so that one. Cool. Yeah, it's interesting. And I have to remember that one. Sarah, you got one. I do. Um, Is it actually Halloween based? Yeah, because I'm gonna spite Pete and actually give a Halloween. Sarah, if it's not Thirty Days of Night, you're in trouble. No, it's um Stir of Echoes. It's an 
1999 film was Kevin Bacon, who get and he gets hypnotized, and then he starts seeing um, visions of this girl, and she's she's been murdered, and it's about unraveling that mystery. And Jennifer Morrison, um, she's she plays the girl, which is bizarre because she's now a big star on Once Upon a Time. Um, so that's a horror movie that I like. Um, it's probably not as scary, and I don't know how well it holds up, but um, I remember. House, right? yeah yeah and she's like like, right she gets murdered and then like they hide the body within the wall and there's yeah yeah so creepy (laughs) all right well i'll go uh my pick is uh not scary in the least it's casper the friendly ghost uh and as the name says get the fuck out of here he is friendly uh and it's halloween and not scary (laughs) at all uh he falls in love with one of the main cast members. I don't remember because I didn't. See, I haven't seen it since 1996. Uh, mm-hmm. But some specialists get called in to hunt a ghost, and that ghost ends up becoming their best friend. Isn't that touching? Do you guys uh, want to hear something creepy about my wife? Yes. So yes. <laughs> that that who stars in that movie? The uh, Christina Ritchie. No, 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 no. The, the kid that plays the ghost. The oh, blonde-haired kid. Uh, Macaulay Culkin? No. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Malachi Pearson? Is that his name? Anyways, I don't know. We, we were we were talking about... Somehow that movie came out because we were like talking about Halloween movies to have the kid watch. And she got this look in her eye like a gay schoolgirl when she I mentioned Casper the Ghost because of that... Whatever, that blonde-haired kid. It was very disturbing because he is like 12 in that movie. <laughs> And the look in her eye was not that was not savory for a woman of her age. Just saying that. I am so trying to find out who plays him. Yeah, don't Hold look on. at me. I I don't know. Hold on. But uh, if you're looking for a uh, like a funny family themed uh, or not even family themed man, shit, it's fun to just make fun of this movie. That CGI does not hold up at all. Uh, so it's good. It's good. Casper the friendly friendly ghost. It's my pick. Uh, and with that, that's going to do it for Scene and Nerd this week. We made it, guys. Uh, yeah! And I only stumbled on my words a thousand times. Me uh, too. Uh, Casey, why don't you go ahead and tell them where they can find you. Uh, you can find me at the Comics Kid on Twitter. Also at the GWW Capes Crew. And... Uh, Are you still there? Yeah. Damn it. Is that it? Hello? Uh, a guest. Are you Casey? Yeah, no, I'm talking to Casey. He kind of cut okay. off. Oh. Uh, Casey, you're there? All right, I'm going to go ahead and get a timestamp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out who was. Casper. <laughs> I think it was Ma- Malachi, like Malachi Kenneth Pearson or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Malachi Pearson is what I saw. Casey, come back. I'm here. How Wait, what happened? How will I find you uh, somewhere other than Twitter? <laughs> you kind of cut off after Twitter. I don't know if you said anything else. Oh, uh, yeah, Twitter and then uh, podcast GWW Capes Crew uh, on live on YouTube on Thursday nights and then on iTunes on like Saturday or Sunday. Perfect. So, that's where you can find me. And go to the GWW.com, because that's where you can find all of us. Because they're fucking cool, man. Uh, Agasicles, where, they can, where can they find you? Uh, people can find me on Twitter, at Agasicles Stamus. That's two S's in the middle. Uh, or on Google Plus, under the same name. 
but two words on Google Plus. Google Plus, man. Yeah. I have not heard that's that's a new one. We haven't had someone pitch a Google Plus yet, unless you pitched it last week. I, I pitch it all the time. That's where uh, that's where people go to have healthy conversations and not uh, <laughs> not YouTube conversations. <laughs> yeah, or or Twitter or or Twitter storms or things <laughs> of that nature. Yeah. Sarah, where can they find you? At SJ Belmont. That's simple. Yours is always oh, the easiest. Oh, SJ, do the do the plug. Yeah. I left it for you. What? You you what? write for things. You write for things. Do I write? No, I, I think she's talking about the new podcast too. I know. Yeah, there's a new podcast on the GW. Sound thrilled about it, agastically. What? <laughs> what? Shut up. <laughs> I plugged it last last week. I was thinking Agastocles was gonna plug it. Sorry. Oh, no, it's, no, it's your thing. Is it? Yeah. I thought it was ours and John's. Yeah, yeah. Two guys, a girl, and a scene. We're recording this weekend. We're going to um, break down the new Netflix original movie, Beast of No Nation, and yeah. talk about that and other things, probably The Walking Dead, because me and Agastocles have to talk about The Walking Dead. It's so good right now. Um, so, yeah, it's we're going to focus mainly on film, and this week is our um, viewing party episode, and the following episode, we'll do like a top 10 or a top 5, and then an issues episode. Damn, girl. That's awesome. a damn good plug. <laughs> <laughs> Ask and you shall receive. Thank you, Sarah. Uh, well, I'm Casey. You can find me on Twitter at Via Blast, on Instagram at Facey Cranko, and on Snapchat at L Shades of Franco. Uh... And that's going to do it for this episode of Scene and Nerd. Uh, I love you. I love you guys. Uh, and now I'm You're terrified. welcome. And now I'm suddenly terrified. Bye-bye-bye-bye-bye. I don't know how Pete does it. Pete is a savant when it comes to hosting this show. Uh, and he does it so cheerfully. And I give him such a hard time for it, but that's it's the, so much fun. That's the thing. I have a newfound respect for Pete. Maybe that was his plan all along, What's to have oh. on this. Well, it wasn't fair that he put you on a show with me your first time. So, <laughs> <laughs> not, not cool. <laughs>